thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. All right, God's not dead, people, so we're going to sing this song first. So do me a favor. Welcome to Bible News Radio. Tonight is Friday. Yeah, it is. Friday the 23rd of October. We're here for the next hour or so. We're going to talk about what happened last night at the debate, and we're also going to encourage you in God's Word. Yeah, we are. So just remember this. Mm -hmm. Do me a favor. Share us out, okay? All right, here we go. I love Somehow. How many of you saw the movie God's Not Dead? I think we're living the movie. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Let love explode and bring the dead to life. Do me a favor and sing this, would you? A love so bold to bring a revolution somehow. Now I'm lost in your freedom. Yeah, we are. We're lost in his freedom, aren't we? <laughs> in this world, I'll overcome. My God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside, Lord, like a lion. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and in my case, he gave me lion's hair, just so you know. All right, here we go. Here's the next verse. Let hope arise and bring the dead darkness hide. Let's make the darkness hide, people. I need a resurrection somehow. Now I'm lost in your freedom. Lost in freedom, interesting word, huh? In this world, I'll overcome. Overcome, my God's not dead, he's surely alive, he's living on the inside, roaring like a lion, God's not dead, he's surely alive, he's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. Are you kidding, dude? There he is, look at how cute he is. Let heaven roar, yeah. And fire fall. Come shake the ground with the sound of revival. That's what we want. We don't. We want revival, people. Surely alive, he's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. God's not dead, he's surely alive, he's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. Yeah, he is not dead, that's for sure. 
audio on twitch okay are you gonna go check that yeah i am okay hold on let's see if we get some moment, moment. See if we have like audio on. S- oh there's that is that coming let me i heard some stuff mute periscope there <laughs> we have like a couple of weeks we've had issues oh, there's that. Is that coming? so now Let we're me... trying to figure out if we're stuff. live on all you... platforms so bear with us just one moment please while we work out these technical difficulties in live real time and make sure that um yeah facebook is quiet it is well i mean i'm oh you I'm mean what i'm not okay. making sure we don't get its audio in our feed gotcha want to make sure that youtube yeah that's muted yes facebook muted so, so all we should hear now is Twitch. The YouTube, yeah, that's muted. Yes. Facebook all right, muted. I see some people. So, I see so Kevin all and we Phyllis over on Facebook. Is Twitch. I see uh, right. Pastor Garrett over on Periscope and Lamalita as well. Hello, Lamalita. That's a cute name. I like that. So, I don't, yeah, we do have... I don't know what it means, but hopefully it means something nice. Uh, that would be awful if I, if I just said a bad word and didn't know it. Uh, let's see here. Over on YouTube. Are we on YouTube? Yeah, it looks yeah. like we got video and audio on all platforms. We're so happy. Yeah, we are. We're back, people. It's a miracle. Okay, so, <laughs> you know, we've been, oh my gosh, the technology demons have been <laughs> after us for a long time. Anyway, do me a favor. Say hi on Periscope. Say hi on YouTube. Say hi on Facebook. Wherever you are, say hi. Give me an H. Give me an I. Say hi. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that. All right. So now what I want to do is I want to read read to you from the Word of God. Yeah, I do. Okay. So I'm going to read from John chapter 11. Here we go. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha It was the Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped her feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So the the sister sent word to him, saying, Lord, behold, him who you love is sick. But when Jesus heard this, he said, This sickness is not to end in death, but for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified by it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick... He then stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you. And are you going there again? And Jesus answered, Are there there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. This he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, 
but I go so that I may awaken him out of sleep. The disciples then said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he was speaking of literal sleep. So Jesus then said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Therefore, Thomas, who is called Didymus, which means twin, by the way, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go so that we may die with him. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. Martha, therefore, when she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him, but Mary stayed at the house. Martha then said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, Yes, Lord, I have believed that you are the Christ, the Son of God, even he who comes into the world. When she had said this, she went away and called Mary, her sister, saying secretly, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and was coming to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and consoling her, when they saw that Mary got up quickly and went out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Therefore, when Mary came where Jesus was, she saw him and she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit, and was troubled, and said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews were saying, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man also from dying? So Jesus, again, being deeply moved within, came to the tomb. Now it was a cave and a stone was laying against it. And Jesus said, remove the stone. Martha, the sister of the deceased said to him, Lord, by this time there will be a stench for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you believe you will see the glory of God? So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But because of the people standing around, I said it so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. The man who had died came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Therefore, many of the Jews who came to Mary and saw what he had done believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them the things which Jesus had done. Okay, we're just going to stop there. But I will say, isn't that a great story? 
I love that story for a couple of reasons. First of all, we see the relationship between Jesus and Mary, Mar Mary and Martha and the Jews. If you look at this passage very carefully, you'll see interactions that are all different. Second, you see Jesus and his wisdom and knowing, you know, he didn't respond quickly when there was a need. Uh, he trusted God with the timing and he did what the Lord told him to do. And he, he showed compassion and he wept. Not only at the loss of Lazarus, but because the Jews and Mary and Martha were um, there and upset. Thirdly, when Jesus called Lazarus forth from the dead, there's one huge massive difference between when Jesus rose from the dead and when Lazarus rose from the dead. Jesus did not remain bound up in grave clothes. And Lazarus did. They had to unbind Lazarus. Um, and, of course, Jesus is God. He rose himself from the dead. Whereas Lazarus needed Jesus to raise him from the dead. Why do I share this? Because we opened the show with the song, God's Not Dead, He's Surely Alive. And in, in verse 25 of this passage, it's often taken out of context when Jesus said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? As a follower of Christ, do you believe that Jesus is the resurrection and the life? Do you believe it? You know, we have to believe it because we're crazy people if we don't, right? If we, if we don't believe this, then we're nuts, okay? Because otherwise... We're, we're wasting our life right here. If we don't believe the gospel is true and that Jesus is who he said he is when he declared that he is the resurrection and the life, then our hope is in vain. You know what I mean? Um, but this is the thing. We have a future and a hope, you know, and we have no worries when it comes to the future if you're in Christ because you will live again right? I mean, this, this body will die. You know that, right? Unless we're all raptured, which is very possible in our day and age. Um, but we don't need to be ashamed, you guys. We don't need to be ashamed of the gospel because truth is on our side. And you know, the interesting thing is that when a disciple has doubt, and what I mean, what I mean by that is when an actual disciple, like, um, like Thomas, as an example, we always go to Thomas because Thomas doubted, right? He was doubting Thomas. Well, Thomas wanted evidence. So I, I, I can't bag on Thomas, but he always gets bagged on because they call him doubting Thomas. He, he wasn't doubting. He wanted evidence. And there's nothing wrong with that because our God gives evidence. So when he was like, well, is there, where, you know, which way is there to get to the father? Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. And no one comes to the father but by me, you know? And Jesus didn't go, hey, I can't believe that you're, seriously, you don't know, <laughs> what are you, Thomas, seriously? Yeah, I mean, he can't do any of that. He, he, gave, he gave an answer that was powerful. And we have he it, did. you guys. We he did have, have some words for Philip, though. Yeah, well, we have the answer here in the Bible, people. And um, I, I want to encourage you to read it because it's a good book. Okay, Randall, you want to come on? Come on, I'm, I'm done. I'm just going to say that uh, Philip said, show Hi, us the Father and it is enough for us. And 
Jesus, uh, have I been with you so long, and you and you have not known me? Who has seen me? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, "Show us the Father"? Hmm. Yeah, well, that's well, right. <laughs> well, anyway, my point is that God's word brings hope, and today we live yeah. in a world where people are hopeless and they're they're freaking out over things that they really seriously can't control how many of you saw the debate last night did you see the debate me and bareface did we sat there intently looking at the computer screen watching on c-span for 90 minutes um and and you know i was just um you know kind of humored by it i thought it was funny um not because it was actually funny, but because of events that actually happened earlier in the day here for us. Like, for example, what about what was it, about four thirty? Yes. Yeah. Tell them what happened about four thirty here. <laughs> well, because of the presidential debate and having the president just north of us, about thirty miles north in Nashville. We didn't know. We had no idea he was in town. <laughs> we didn't know the debate was taking place. Isn't that sad? Thirty miles <laughs> south of Nashville, and we didn't know. Nope. We're oblivious. Uh, we don't watch TV. That's why. We're so because people. of that, there was a temporary, you know, air restriction and a 32-mile radius around Nashville. And so around 2 o'clock, by the time Air Force One got in, I really wasn't um, paying attention. It was a ways from here uh, on the on the west side of Nashville. Over the skies of Dixon, there was a, a small plane, private aircraft that had gone into the airspace and was escorted out by a fighter plane and apparently with some uh, signal flares as well to get their attention to establish radio contact why they weren't well i guess i can understand um yeah well, i won't but... spin that long story but then then it was uh about quarter after four or so coming up on four thirty, somewhere in there um we heard this rumble and loud. I thought uh, there was going to be an airplane crashing at our house. That's what I thought. It was so loud. So it was a, another plane that had um, <laughs> so, another plane. Just slightly scared. Just over the skies, the skies over our house. Another plane that was in the airspace because we're about 30 miles south and the and the no-fly zone was a 32-mile radius. Um, there and then that, uh, that small plane was also... Um, Escorted out by a fighter jet. I don't know what it was. It looked like, I don't know, it was an F-14 or, I don't know, I'm not that familiar with my fighter um, jet aircraft. But it was really cool to see and watching that thing. It was pretty, well, it had kind of down to the altitude of the small plane. So, you know, relatively low in the sky, I guess. I could make them out both pretty well. Um... I don't know. Couldn't have been more. Well, it's probably less than 5,000 feet. And anyway, but yeah, real cool to watch that jet and its maneuverability and its its acceleration, deceleration. I can see why. Now it's it's cool <laughs> to be a fighter pilot, you know, <laughs> top gun and all that. It's like, yeah, I'd cool. I'd like to fly one of those. That'd be, but that'd it, be sweet. It was scary, though. Oh, yeah. I was I didn't... scared because we didn't know what it was. We were like, what the heck is, like, are we being invaded? Because, I mean, Spring Hill is like a little hick town. Sleep, sleep the little town. And... 
it's rare to get a it's, it's rare to get a plane of any kind flying yeah, over. No plane. Occasionally, get a hot air balloon, you know, floating. Hot air balloons are fun, but but you know, then, then to have this fighter jet come roaring, ripping well, through did, the sky. Did you happen to see in, our, in the Spring Hill Facebook group the the local one? There was a couple of other people that were like, "What the heck?" and they actually took video of it. I didn't see the video. But... Yeah, there was some video. They actually showed it. And they were like, what the heck's going on? And, and, and it took probably about 15 comments before somebody said the president is in town. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> that guy. Uh, uh, that guy right there. He's in town. Pshaw. Just, you know, the president of the United States and the free world. But whatever. Uh, we had no idea he was in town at Belmont University. So anyway, last night we watched the debate. Yeah, what did you think? Who do you think won? I think Donald Trump won hands down. Of course you do. Not because I'm a fan of him, though, because mm-hmm. I really think he he was great. Um, Joe Joe kept kept he was like, you know, at times he couldn't remember what he was trying to say. Yeah, and he is what almost eighty or something. Seventy eight, yeah. Yeah, he's getting up there. Um, Trump seventy four. So, so if Biden gets elected, he'll be our oldest president ever. Right. And mm-hmm. then he'll have dementia declared on him, and then Camilla will be the president. I think that's the plan. I think Kamala. so, too. Um, Wouldn't that be great? A but, female president. But it just... Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're, they're very different. Um, Biden is obviously the career politician. Obviously. Just speaking to you, you, the, the, the American, American people. people. <laughs> I... I <laughs> You are, who are struggling to pay your insurance and we care and about put, you, you know, and All and you're working together. two and three jobs and the American people. I know what it's like with my millions and millions and millions <laughs> of dollars. I feel free. That's. I'm sorry that I'm looking at my teeth. People had popcorn before um, before we came in the air and bad idea. Uh, um, I'm noticing as I look down to see myself in the camera. Because I've got popcorn kernels on the side of my teeth. Anyway, so, um, yeah, it's, I don't care, R-D-I after their name. Anytime one of those career politicians or any politician pulls that card about saying about those rich people and you, the American people, and I know where you don't have a clue, especially if you've been a, a politician for 47 years and never had a real job, you know? Uh, been on them. Are you saying politics isn't a real job? Well, I mean, it's not, it's it's uh, it's a taxpayer-funded job, and anytime someone talks about, oh, we you know we were these billions and trillions of dollars of relief to get to the American people. Where does that money come from? It comes from, from the American, American people. people. It's like we're helping out by giving this trillions of dollars of relief what we're doing is we're borrowing against future taxes we're deficit spending and we're going to collect it from you we're paying this to you now but we're going to get it back tenfold you know five years from now because we're going to what touched me the most about joe biden was when he talked about he can his concern that so many people have died of covid like two hundred thousand people and and all that and look, every death is a horrible, rotten death. But I yeah. guarantee you, if if deep research was done, most of those people that got COVID had some other condition that led up to it. But here's the thing that bothers me. If he cares so much about, like, life and all those people that died of COVID, 
then why doesn't he defund Planned Parenthood? I mean, to me, saying that you care about somebody's life so that they don't get this virus and stuff is nice. But if you're highly inconsistent on the issue of the pre-born image bearer that God created in the mother's womb, and you believe that it's okay to, like, you know, crush the skull of the baby and, you know, kill Boom. them as they're coming out of the mother. Boom. And in earlier stages, it's highly inconsistent to be, like, blabbing on about life and how much you care about it. Because if you believe it's okay to murder a baby, and even though you think calling it a fetus means it's not a baby... Well, just so you know, the fetus, the term fetus, if you actually look it up, and I did, yeah. it actually, that term is used for animal babies, just so you know. And humans are not animals. No, we're not. We didn't evolve from an ape. No, we didn't. And oh, but the we embryology were... proves that you can see the similarities mm. in the early stages. You I know, still they, want to act like... like a monkey right now, no. but I'm not going to. <laughs> Somebody taking that clip. Former <laughs> embryo right here. You may not believe it, but I was once an embryo. You have a shirt that says that. Yeah. I don't know if you still have it. I do. Did I buy you that shirt? No. I I bought it, I think. Anyway. Well, anyway. So, but, but that that part for me was like, come on, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> if you're going to talk about giving a crap about life, then give a crap about the pre-born image bearer that God created in your mommy's womb. Just saying. Yeah. I think that Planned Parenthood needs to be re renamed to Unplanned Pregnancy. Because that's what it's for. It's not for Planned Parenthood. Right. It's like, whoops, I'm not ready to be a parent. You know, kill that thing that's in the womb. It, it's, it's, it's not about planned anything. It's, you know, I, I was looking for the... You know, pleasure without the responsibility. I was irresponsible. It was an unplanned pregnancy, not planned parenthood. Yeah. So and, we 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 did pull other. You yeah, want to play the, the clip of Donald Trump talking about Jesus? <laughs> I, I can do that, but okay. but who won the debate? I don't know. Donald um, Trump won. That was obvious. Even I mean, even Democrats who are honest thought that. Anyway. Biden was typical politician, you know, speaking in vague generalities and speaking to the American people that I care about. And I, I know your situation. He cares about our health care. Yeah, that was that was obvious. <laughs> um, and, and as somebody who lived without health care for a very long time, I you know. And Trump was stereotypical Trump, not a career politician, not a statesman whatsoever, not a diplomat. Just a brash New York businessman. It's like, whatever the question, I'm here to tell you what I'm going to tell you. Well, you know, I think Donald Trump did good because, you know, one of the things that he did was he, well, he brought up Hunter Biden issue and the whole China thing and all that money that Hunter got a, to give a to Russia, his family. A Russian plan. But, you know, the thing is, is he did you it know, without actually saying you, Hunter's name. Yeah. You, you, you and your Russian buddies, you know, planted that laptop and... Anyway. Yeah. I think Donald Trump's going to win. But let's hear what Donald Trump had to say. Um, he, was at a, he was at a rally recently. I think it was, was it, say, North Carolina or something. Yeah, Greenville. Uh, and, um, and he was asked a question. He, he, some people were telling way. Donald Trump that he was super famous. And let's hear what Donald said about that. Okay, just saying. Excuse me. 
And let us know if you saw this this clip because it's a, it's a I love this clip. It's cool. Because right, you know, Pia's famous. Yeah. He was screaming. They're screaming, and it was uh, and they talked about the glass ceiling, right? The woman breaking the glass ceiling. And it didn't work out that way. The glass ceiling broke her, but there will be a woman that breaks the glass ceiling. It just won't be Hillary. And you know who else it won't? You know who else it won't be? It won't be Kamala. Won't be. It won't be Kamala, but we worry about her. I'm very concerned about her because, as you probably just heard just before I walked out, Two of the people that travel with her, her chief of staff and somebody else in the plane with her all the time, uh, they have been tested positive for COVID-19. <laughs> so we, we extend our best wishes, right? Right? Yes? We extend our best wishes. We extend our best, which is more than they did to me, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. So uh, let's see what, what happens. I mean, it's a tricky thing. It's, uh, it's dust. It's a little tricky thing. Masks, no masks, everything. You can do all you want. But, you know, you still need help from the boss. We need help from the boss. That's what happened. We need help. Right. Yeah, we need help. It's all right to say it. Now, they'll criticize me for that. How dare he say that? How dare he say that? No, I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll say it. That wasn't actually the clip. <laughs> yeah, and that's one that was linked, too. Really? That Okay, so maybe you have to go back to the page and actually play the right clip. Um, that was a good clip, though. It was actually after that that he starts talking about Jesus. So I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to scroll through. Um, my producer messed this up, people. Yeah, he did. I'm throwing him under um, the bus. <laughs> that's the one it took me to. This. Oh, Literally. so so this guy's got. Okay. Don't worry. But I, um, I did like that clip, you know. And I, I had not heard that. I had not heard that Kamala's people got COVID. Hmm. Interesting. Even though they were all showy with those masks, somehow they got COVID too. Here's a newsflash, people, just so you know. Most of those masks that you're wearing don't work, <laughs> number one, because the particles from the COVID virus are so small, they can get through those masks. So, you know, I mean, we have a friend that wore a mask and did all the, the right stuff, and he totally got COVID. I mean, you know. It's, and he's fine, you know, he had a couple of rough days. And there's people, I'm not saying that COVID isn't isn't a fun thing to get. I mean, but 99 point whatever percentage of people who get it live, they come up, they overcome it. It's not, it's not, it's not like, you know, people are dropping dead constantly, like right in front of you. That would be, that would be traumatic. Uh, so don't forget also, we do have an article we're going to talk about these witches. I had a couple of people send me this article, so I checked it out. And um, while Randall's trying to find that video, I'm Okay, just... I think this is the one. Okay, we're going to play this footage from that that rally. Let yeah, me, uh, <laughs> let me try to get it. Okay. Of course, this one's framed a little different, but... Um... 
That's okay. This is from C-SPAN people. Where you should. Well, you it's should... on. It's on somebody's Twitter feed, is what it is. Okay, but but the clip is on from C-SPAN, which you know you can go over to C-SPAN and watch everything in context without you know all the commentary from people who don't really care. They're slightly biased. I love, in fact, I loved listening to the commentary after the fact last night. Me and Randall listened to I don't know probably an hour of people calling in and giving their their feedback and most people actually thought trump won you know what'd you guys think especially tell me what you the, think in the chat especially room on the trump supporter line <laughs> yeah well there you go all right we're ready and we're ready there's only 124,000 views on this all right here with this i'll say it Somebody said to me the other day, you're the most famous person in the world by far. I said, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. They said, yes, you are. I said, no. They said, who's more famous? I said, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm not taking any chances. I'm not going to have an argument. Hey, I'm not having any arguments. Jesus Christ. I'm not going to take any chances. I'll give it, I guarantee. And let me look up and I'll say, and it's not even close. <laughs> I'll say it. Somebody said. Um. <laughs> now, my question to you people is, do you believe it? Hmm? I mean, obviously, we know Jesus is more popular than Donald Trump. Just saying. But do you think, okay, do you think that... Well, it's clear that he's got the evangelical vote. Okay, that's clear. Because, you know, because all the people in the audience were cheering when he said Jesus's name, which you wouldn't hear at a Biden thing. (laughs) Who? Who's that? I don't know who that is. (laughs) What do you guys think? Who do you guys think won the debate last night? I know most of you watched it that are in here because I asked you on my text message list, are you going to watch the debate? And I got all these messages back. So that, <clears throat> okay, so while you're doing that, let me read you this article about witches, okay? Because, you know, this this article, I know it would be very easy to dismiss this article as some, you know, baloney, okay? But the reality is, is Pastor Billy Crone, who came out of the New Age movement many, many years ago, and I highly respect him. I've had the blessing of actually meeting him in person, interviewing him on this show. He has done a massive service to the church by putting his Bible teaching and his preaching on the internet on his YouTube channel. He has done a whole series on the occult, on Wicca, on all of the the religions that come against Christianity, including witches in the church that come in. Okay? So Wicca is on the rise in America. I don't know if you understand that and know that to be a fact. We're, I mean, right now it's right around Halloween. We're like like what a week or so away um this is legit okay there are witches in the world i know one actually they they let it slip and i'm like oh thanks for letting me know (laughs) Uh, anyway so listen to this thousands of witches plotting to cast binding spell on donald trump on halloween so he loses to biden on election day um it says here the mystic women believe that the two full moons this month have given them extra magical powers to kick Trump out of the White House. 
Um, the witches are also celebrating the rare confluence of the two powerful moon events in October in an effort to get Joe Biden elected in November. According to social media, the mystic women are set to plot multiple binding events to attack the president on Halloween in their biggest spiritual attack to date. The magical woman allegedly tried to cast spells on Trump this time last year when he was in the midst of the impeachment inquiry. Taking their efforts online, the witches have been using the hashtags bind Trump and hashtag magic resistance to join their forces to create, quote, a blue wave, unquote, spell on October 31st and on November 2nd. One of the identified witches in the Facebook group Bind Trump Official, which has over 6,100 members, also called for magic to be used against Trump during yesterday's debate. However, it didn't seem, seem like any supernatural occurrences took place while he was on the debate podium it actually should say lectern he no he was on the debate he was was behind the lectern but he was on the debate Randall and i had this conversation years ago about the definition of a podium and a lectern it was in our old house and i never anyway anyway that's just a rabbit trail Terry Wonder wrote on Facebook, Trump needs to go off the rails again in the third and last debate. This will drive the election home and him out in the landslide our nation and the world so urgently urgently need urgently urgently needs. There we go. Magic spell. Let's work our magic hard. Some of the witches even claim that they have already cast successful spells on Trump, which resulted in him catching coronavirus. <laughs> so my question is, did they cast the same ones on Camilla's people? <laughs> And did everybody else who got COVID, was was it because of them? Just curious. Just a thought. The mystics used their magical powers to cast the spell during the last full moon, which has left them feeling especially empowered, according to CBN News. The two powerful full moons this month has also given the witches more power, according to Pam Grossman, a podcaster and author on witches. She told Vice, I think the symbolism of it starting with a full moon and ending with a full moon also feels really powerful. It's bookended by these two incredible cosmic moments. And so that feels like a big portal for change and transformation as well. Meanwhile, Trump has come out on top in the final debate before the U.S. election. The president was composed and stayed on message in a more disciplined way, sticking to the talking points of the coronavirus pandemic and the economy. Tens of millions tuned in across the country as the president and his Democratic Rival faced off in Nashville, Tennessee for their second and last in-person clash with just 12 days to go before the election. The president says he takes full responsibility for the spread of the coronavirus in the U.S. as he, as he seemed far more subdued uh, that the first debate. I think I should say than the, first, than the first debate. So should we take this serious? Yes. Absolutely, 100%. We should take this absolutely 100% serious. Uh, And what the media likes to do is they like to make witchcraft and the occult. They like to make it look fun and it's just white witchcraft. There's nothing, you know. But you know what? I know people who've come out of the occult and some of the stories I've heard, it's like, you know, you do not want to mess with that. And that's why... We have in God's word, the Holy Bible here, we have instructions on how we are to pray and, you know, and, and we have evidence of spiritual warfare going on. I'm going to tell you, I was actually talking to a girlfriend today, a little while ago. In fact, it was very interesting conversation. I should tell you this. I was talking to her. She's a friend of mine from networking. She's a Christian. And, um, 
I was telling her about some recent events in my life that I will never disclose on this show out loud publicly. And, but in the midst of me telling her about these, this event that happened recently in my life that I will never disclose on this show publicly, um, she actually said to me, she, she said, maybe God is testing you the way that he tested Job. And, and I kind of sat there for a second because the situation I'm referring to that I shared with her has everything to do with me having to make a serious choice, whether I'm going to choose this or God and, uh, whether or not I was going to compromise or choose God, whether or not I was going to look bad to this person or choose God, it, you know, if I didn't do what they wanted to because I'm a Christian and I'm supposed to love everybody, you know, or choose God, you know? And, and I, I told her, I said, you know, I chose God. And when they said that to me, I thought, you know, how many of you out there are going through weird things that you never thought you would go through, right? You're being put in situations spiritually, like you're having to make choices. Like, are you going to be that person's friend or you're going to, are you going to do this? Are you going to do that job because they might make you compromise on this issue or whatever? Did it ever occur to you that maybe, maybe you're being targeted by the enemy because you're, because he knows you're a threat to his kingdom? Think about it. You know, and I thought about it and I was like, yeah, you know, so why would the witches, just think here, why would the witches target Donald Trump if he isn't be effective for God's kingdom? Okay, I will tell you something to think about very seriously, and that's this. If the witches are targeting Donald Trump, that means Satan is going after Donald Trump in the spiritual using his team of witches. Why would they do it? If Donald Trump wasn't godly, number one, and if Donald Trump wasn't standing for the principles that God tells us to stand for, why would the witches even, why would they even care? Right? Why would they care? Think about it. I think there's evidence that when you have the most pro-life president in the history of our country, at least modern times, the enemies of darkness don't like it because you know what? We're one vote away from potentially overturning Roe v. Wade and sending it back to the states and Roe v. Wade um, becoming, you know, something that the states can then overturn with the with the nomination and the seating of Amy Coney Barrett, which, by the way, happened a couple of days ago. The Republicans went to vote on that and every single Democrat decided to boycott it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what? it's supposed to happen next. I think it's supposed to happen. I think the I think the actual vote is going to happen on Monday. So you be praying about that because interesting last night, one of the things that didn't come up, well, Amy Coney Barrett came up, but one of the interesting things that didn't come up, the question was not asked by the left moderator that kept giving Biden more, you know, softball questions and kept tacking Trump in case you all noticed that I did. It just kind of was kind of obvious. Um, and she got mad. I was looking at this woman's face. She's like mad. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this lady's mad. She wants to like hit somebody. It looked like. But um, but they did not bring up um, Joe Biden and him never answering the question about whether or not he's going to stack the court if they won. Bareface, what do you think? About whether Biden is or 
Biden-Harris administration is going to stack the court? I don't know. Probably. I mean, right now, where it's at nine, it's been stacked. Because it was originally three. Yeah, it's raining quite hard. <laughs> All of a sudden, uh, it's like... <laughs> it's really... Glad I'm inside. Otherwise, it'd be really wet right now. Yeah, you would. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't be on air. <laughs> All the stuff would be fried. Right. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah, I believe the Supreme Court was originally three, and the one to five, and nine, and someone's uh, I forget what administration they're talking about taking it to eleven, and then it went back down to nine, and nine is where it sat for mm. decades. So, uh, because again, there's nothing in the Constitution that puts a number on Supreme Court justices. So, I mean, nine is really packed right now. I mean, it's six more than when this nation started. And because previous administrations had packed it and nobody wants to take it away, even though I think it did go from nine back to five and back to nine yeah. again but so, anyway so that, that didn't come up but what do you think about the witch going after donald trump if there wasn't sure. some type of spiritual war yeah, that, going that, on, that's a very good point you know I, I forget who said it but i came up with that point all by myself people. but you know it's been said yeah i did you can kind of proud of proud of that you can judge the character of a man by his enemies true and you know, I'm not see, seeing any comments from any of you guys. Are you guys? I mean, I see you, but are you guys like commenting? Because I am not seeing any comments from anybody. I'm feeling like like I'm talking to the. Well, I'm not monitoring Periscope, but it's quiet on YouTube. Yeah, well, I, I know it's quiet everywhere, but at least it looks like people are watching. Yeah. At least at least 15 people we have tuned in. <laughs> yeah, we do. We're nailing it, people. This audience is growing despite the fact that everywhere we go, we try to get, we get banned. Okay, anyway. Note to self, do not eat popcorn before so here's, a broadcast. Here's the other thing, though. Donald, uh, Franklin Graham, I believe, has called for a day of fasting and prayer, prayer on Sunday right. for President Trump and this election. Sure. Um, and, you know, we really should take that seriously. I mean, I know I'm I mean, going I mean, to... Jonathan Cahn was calling for... Right, right. I mean, a lot of people days. are... But... If the witches are going after Donald Trump, then the Christians need to be doing warfare too, right? I mean, mm. let's just say it. I mean, uh, I mean, none of the purposes of God can be withheld from Him. It's in, it's in Job somewhere. Um, one of the true things spoken by his friends. Um, but you know, at the same time, he is responsive to his people. I mean, you're. Re- you're reading judges now, right? Or gonna? Well, I was gonna get to that in a moment, but anyway, should I, but should I um, get to it now, I can. But we see that you know, based upon their where their energies went, is basically what you know what the circumstances that uh, they encountered. You know their you know their commitment to righteousness commitment to the laws of God and, and you know, or the things of the world and, you know, what they sowed, they reaped. And, I mean, that's just, um, I mean, that's a theme throughout the scriptures and, and throughout life, really. Some people call it karma, but that's a Hindu thing. Um, 
Bible simply says, what a man sows that he shall also reap. If you sow to the flesh, you'll of the flesh reap corruption. If you sow to the spirit, you know, you'll reap, um, um, was it, <laughs> of the spirit reap everlasting life? Is that it? Is I think so. So everlasting life just isn't a future thing. It's a now thing as well. Right. Just saying. Well, seeing you brought up the book, do me a favor and I'm going to send you a link, Bareface. You are? Yeah, I am. Let's see here. I don't know if I can do this. Well, here. I'll just share this with you. Let's see. I'm going to share... In a message, share as a message, send as a message, and then you can play this um, because I think I think it's okay. So while Randall's queuing this up, I want to tell you that um, there's a couple of things I want to share with you. Number one, um, I got this new Bible for my birthday because one of you out there gave me some money for my birthday. And this is called the Abide Bible. Um, it's by Thomas Nelson Publishers and... It's a cool Bible. I want to tell you about it in the event that you'd like to go get it. I'm going to tell you just a little bit about it. What's interesting about this Bible is that uh, it gives you tools for engaging scripture and that you'll find at the beginning of every Bible book and introduction that highlights the book's enduring message. It, it gives you these five things that you can do. Contemplate, journaling. It tells you, you know, it, it brings up passages. It gives you ideas to journal about picture it. It gives you an idea of like how you can imagine yourself in the context. Prayers that you can be praying for the scripture and it helps you to engage through art. It's a pretty cool Bible. Um, of course, I love the Bible. This is Bible News Radio. Um, and just so you can see, you know, there it's, it's laid out kind of that way. I don't know if you can see it very good. But, you know, it, you have the new English uh, translation. It's called the NET, N-E-T. And then on the side of it, it gives you the little prompts. And so if you need a Bible, a new Bible that you'd like to study from or whatever, then I would encourage you to check out this one. It's really kind of cool. It comes in the King James Version. I think, I'm not positive it comes in the um, English Standard. I'm not sure, but it comes in the, the New English Translation. And it's called the Abide Bible. You can check it out. Okay. Um, so I bring that up because... I love the Bible, <laughs> and um, my friend Pam, um, Pam Gillespie, who I've actually, I don't know where my headset went, well, anyway, I was introduced to Pam probably 10 or 11 years ago um, when when she initially put out a study um, called, um, um, it was a Bible study on Psalm 119, um, and it was, it was, it was marketed as the sweeter than chocolate series bible is sweeter than chocolate oh here it is right here anyway long story short uh, pam and i have you know been friends but haven't really gotten to know each other until this past month she she set up a 50 days of um spending time with god together uh thing where every morning Monday through Friday, um, me and some other women and one guy uh, have been getting together on Zoom at quarter after seven in the morning, um, talking about what we're going to read in the Bible that day, and then you know, that morning, literally that morning, um, and then for a half hour or so, 
we all mute Zoom. We're all still on it, but we mute it. But then we all go and read, and then we come back about a half hour later, and then we um, share some thoughts about what we've gotten out of it. And what I'm going to tell you is that this has been honestly one of the most coolest things I've actually participated in. It, it has been awesome. And it takes me back to the book of Acts where it said that they fellowshiped with one another every day and they were meeting each other's needs and they were praying for one another and they were doing this and they were doing that. Um, and this is a group of people with the exception of Pam. I didn't know any of these other people, right? But, but every day for 50 days almost, it hasn't been quite 50 days, um, we're meeting on Zoom pretty much with no makeup on, our hair all messed up. <laughs> coffee in hand half asleep you know I mean I'm not really half asleep but me definitely not up made made you know um and something kind of cool happened um anyway so I'm throwing this out here to you because I've been actually invited Pam on the show to talk about her new bible study in the book of judges she's very highly respected um she's written I don't know at least 20 uh Bible studies, they're inductive, which means that um, it's the precept method where you look at it, you know, you observe the text and all that. It's actually kind of the method I'm using teaching my revelation study right now, um, which I'd love all you guys to come to as well. Um, but she is launching a new Bible study called Delivered, Living Free in Days of Oppression, but, and it's in the book of Judges. So we have the video now. So let's just listen to her, and then hopefully when her schedule is clear, we'll get her on to actually talk in person about it. But for now, you can check this out. <laughs> Hi, I'm Pam Gillespie, and I want to invite you to get some answers from the Bible with me this fall. We are living in crazy days, aren't we? We're living in days of mask or no mask. We're living in days of anger, of oppression, of rioting, of violence. We're living in days when every person is doing what's right in their own eyes. And God's word has a lot to say about that. In fact, there is a book of the Bible that was written about a time period when every person did what was right in their own eyes. It was a time of oppression, and yet into it, God sent deliverers. Deliverers who picture the ultimate deliverer of Jesus. So this fall, I hope you'll join me for <laughs> Delivered, Living Free in Days of Oppression. It'll be online, and all of the information you need is in the link below. I hope yeah. you join me. Well, the link below, we'll go ahead and we'll put, I will post that on my Bible News Radio page again, and I will post it on Twitter as well. So if you're interested, let me tell you about this. So the way this works, Pam's studies are awesome. So first of all, um, they'll have you fill out a form with your email and your name, and that's it. And then you get on the list, then they send you a link to where you can buy the book. You can buy the book at Precept Ministries International. It's the only place the book is available. You cannot get it on Amazon because for the first year the book is out, it, it's a Precept study. So it goes through Precept. The book with tax and shipping, I think, was about 20 I want to say $23, I think, is what I paid for it. But you know what? Um, that's a great investment, okay? <laughs> so you get the book, and then you'll start getting emails from Pam and she has these videos and it's all a video 
um, study. So you are going to get a link to it. You get the video and then you watch the video and then you do the study at your leisure. Nobody's going to be hanging over your head going, oh, I can't believe you didn't do that. You know what I mean? This is, it's a, it's, it's a fun way to do a Bible study that's non-threatening um, and you can communicate and, and participate as much as you want on the blog. There'll be places you can comment and stuff. Um, and it's a great way to get into an inductive study that really is prime for today. But here's the cool thing. Pam has decided to actually add a Zoom component to it, which means that um, people who are involved in the study, she's going to open up an opportunity for you to jump on Zoom and fellowship with other people who are doing the study. And I think that's pretty cool. Um, and I just want, you know, I really want people to become more engaged. I really, really, really do. Because I think for me, one of the, one of the big things that I think uh, has been missing, and I listened to um, Jan Silvius today give a, a short devotion. She's been given these devotions um, since COVID started. Um, one of the things she talked about, and if you're in my Daily Disciples Facebook group, you can actually go watch this video of Jan. I put it in there so you can watch it. Um, she was talking about sheep and how, you know, in Psalm 23, the Bible says, the Lord is our shepherd, I shall not want, right? And we're, we often hear that sheep are stupid, but are they really? And anyway, this is what Jan basically said. She said, she was reading a book, she was talking about the book, but but she talked about how sheep... They're not stupid, but they're, they don't have fanged teeth or sharp teeth like other animals. So they can't protect themselves with their teeth like a wolf could or, you know, even a dog, you know. But how do sheep protect themselves? They protect themselves by staying together. It's really hard to get one little sheep if there's all these other sheep around it, right? And what COVID has done really has scattered the sheep in many ways. It's thrown a lot of sheep, you know, out of the church because they don't want to, you know, they are just church goers. They don't really care about fellowship, so they're never going to church again. In some states like California, pretty much everybody's banned. Even Gavin Newsom has made some ridiculous rules for Christmas. I mean, it's it's just insane. Um, but sheep need each other. We We are sheep. We are the sheep of his pasture. And we need fellowship, and that's where we get our strength. You know, our strength is in numbers, really. Um, and so the Bible study with other people, as opposed to just yourself, is highly beneficial. And what I can tell you, you know, I, I was, I had a, um, uh, a morning routine prior to the last almost 50 days where I would, get up. I would listen to the Bible a little bit before I got up because I wake up early. I just lay in bed, listen to the Bible. And then I'd get up. Next thing you know, I'd stumble downstairs, feed the dog, shut up the cat because he yells a lot. And, you know, the poor dog, he's like, whatever, mom, you can give me the food whenever. But the cat's screaming at me until I give him food. It's like, okay, cat. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all cat lovers understand. Um, and then I get my coffee and then I dial into my phone call for Legal Shield. And I would be sitting on there on this 
accountability call for business. It's an accountability call. It's a sales accountability call. You know, are you doing your goals today? What are they? You know, here's your quote of the day. Um, you know, and what is it you're going to do today? How many people are you going to reach out today? How many people are you going to share with today? How many, what are you, blah, blah, blah. You know, how do you answer objections? How do you do this? How do you do that? Well, it has bothered me. Truly, it has bothered me. I'm, I'm sitting on this call for two years. And like the whole time on this call, I've been thinking to myself, why is the church doing this? Why, why don't we have believers gathering together every day to encourage one another every day? Just hitting a button, watching a show or a sermon, that doesn't give you the power or the connection that you need. You know, it doesn't give you feedback. I can turn on music anywhere. But when I'm listening to it with somebody and I'm engaging in the content and I'm say, I'm hearing somebody say, oh, this is what I got out of this. Oh, this is what I got out of this. You know, ooh, can you answer this question? This morning, it was so cool. A couple of us had questions. And Pam is like, I mean, she's brilliant. She's, yeah, I do not know the Bible like she does by far, not even remotely close. Uh, but, you know, she was explaining certain things. And, um, and I'm like, cool, I just learned something new from somebody who knows more than I do. And we all need that. You know what it's called? Discipleship. That's why in our daily disciples group, we have people every day reading from God's word because so many people have a struggle getting into God's word. Oh, I don't know what to read. Okay. Well, you know what? I can tell you sometime during this 40 day thing I've been doing already. There's still a few days left. I sat there in pain one morning, and I know, I think I already told you guys this, but I was sitting there in lots of pain. My neck was killing me. I was just feeling, you know, overwhelmed about some stuff. Just, ugh. you know, it was one of those mornings. I'm like, I don't know. You know, Pam's like, what are you going to read? And I'm like, I don't know. I have no clue what I want to read. <laughs> I'm just here. <laughs> and, you know, she said to me, it's probably one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten. She said, well, when I'm feeling that way, I just want to go sit with Jesus in the Gospels. So just pick your favorite Gospel and go read the Gospel. And I did. And God spoke to me. And I was like, oh, afterwards, I was so encouraged. I got to share with everybody. I was so encouraged. I want to do that with anybody who's interested in doing that. Um, and I want you to seriously think about joining me in this because I want to set something up with Daily Disciples um, and our audience to be a part of this. Will it be at seven o'clock in the morning? No. Just so you know, it will not. Not for me, it won't. It will be probably in the afternoon because I know many of you live in California who see this. Um, but there has to be growth. And, you know, just like in sales, you know, if you want to make a sale, you got to do income producing activities, right? You have to make phone calls. You have to do follow up. You have to go to networking. You have to do one on ones. Um, and then you you have to ask for the sale. You have to say Cash or credit, you know, I mean, you you have to ask for the sale if you're going to get the sale. There's no difference with your spiritual walk. If there's no discipline in your, in your spiritual life, you're going to have no spiritual growth. You have to engage in spiritual growth activities. And the number one spiritual growth activity, I believe personally, that you can engage in is reading the Bible every single day. Because here's what's going to happen. You will have... Um, questions. The more that you read the Bible, if you're like me, you'll have more questions. In fact, I remember I drove my first youth coach crazy. Maybe not literally, 
But I remember I, I, I was so on fire for the Lord. I was reading the Bible constantly. I was like in the word. I was memorizing a verse a day. I was evangelizing the students at my high school. I was like, hey, everybody, you got to read this. with. Let's memorize this today. And everybody was like, okay, <laughs> are you all right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine, actually. Um, but I had a measure. I had a notebook. And I remember going to my, to Boo. Her name is Boo. I remember going to Boo and saying, you know, I don't get this question. And finally, she sat me down. And she said, Stacy, just keep reading the Bible. Because the more you read it, eventually you'll see your answer. I can't keep telling you answers. Just keep reading it and you'll get the answer. And she was right. I did. I was like, wow, this is crazy. I actually got the answer. And she taught me, she gave me a notebook and she let, she, she laid it out. Um, and where I could pick, you know, I had my own Bible reading plan that she developed for me. There was a place for a prayer time and where I could put minutes, how many minutes I pray today. Then I had a, a place for scripture memory, um, and all that. And what happened? Well, I had a plan. I implemented spiritual disciplines. As a result, I grew spiritually right? Most Christians don't do that. Most, most Christians, people who call themselves Christians may go to church, sit down, listen to a sermon on Sunday, and then that's it. There is a small percent that actually will engage in Bible study. And then a lot of the Bible studies, unfortunately out there, um, that people get involved in many times it's taught by somebody on a DVD who they can't ask a question to. Um, and many times these studies have nothing to do with the Bible. It's just fluff that has Christian scripture smacked in it to make it look like it's a Bible study. And, you know, which is why, um, this delivered Bible study is going to be very beneficial to you because it's actually a Bible study. I know Pam personally and Precept personally, and this is an actual Bible study. It's going to help you dig into the word of God. My Bible study in Revelation, if you're not part of it, some of you are, and I was so happy to see you guys this week, um, is a Bible study. We're going to look, we're looking at Revelation. That's what we're looking at. I, I'm not having you buy a book, except a notebook, which if you have not got your notebook yet, your, your three ring, you know, 97 cent notebook that you can get from Walmart so you can write notes, uh, you should do that. But we're looking at the Bible and I'm having you observe the text and look at it and see things slow down so you can look at God's word and see what it says. So you can go, Oh, you know, and then you can begin to grow in your faith in that way. Cause you know what? Here's the thing. If you do it and you're consistent in it, the research shows that if you spend four days a week at a minimum reading the Bible, your life will change considerably. The research also shows that, if you read the Bible three days a week or less, your life really shows no difference, no discernible difference between you and an unbeliever. What makes you a Christian is what you believe and who you follow and who you hang out with. And I can tell you for the last month or so, when I consider the people on my legal shield call and the business stuff I learn every day and the energy from that call, and I consider the energy that I've gotten from being around people every day who are, who are in the word of God and encouraging me by letting me hear what they're getting in God's word. The edification is with God's word. It's not with business. Money is, you can't serve God in money. And so I slowly started leaving the call, you know, 
I took some time off from the call because I was like, okay, Lord, you're filling me up over here. My priority has been wrong. I need to put you first and trust you with the results. I can control my activity. Only you can provide the results. You reap what you sow. If you want a better relationship with God, you need to get into God's word more. If you want to know God, the Bible says very clearly in James chapter 4, verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Pretty simple. All you got to do is open the Bible. <laughs> it's simple. It really is. Um, and so I just really want to encourage you to do that. And I want you to get in touch with me if you're interested in something like this, um, because I really want you to be a part of it. And I know that Pam is going to be launching something new with it as well, um, potentially in the future. Um, so with that said, get the Bible study. Join me in the book of Judges. Join me with my Revelation study, which, by the way, is every other week. So it's not even a huge time commitment. Um, if you want to be on my message email list for that, let me know. I'll add you and you'll get the emails uh, that I'm sending out as well. Randall, you have any final thoughts? Um, no, did you want to save the CNN video for tomorrow or? Sure. Wow. We have a, big, hear the we have a massive storm going on right now. We got like thunder. So you just want to skip the. Yeah, we'll just skip the rest. All right. Cause really, I mean, you know, I just wanted to, to share that and, and try to get some of you to join the study with Pam, because I think it will totally bless you. And it's really got your own pace. Those videos that you're going to be seeing of her teaching it, they're going to be up there. You can go watch them afterwards, you know, and and all that. But um, my study, though, you have to show up for because it's a live study on Zoom. And I had such a good time this week. It totally, it was exciting. I loved it. Everybody that showed up, I, I was so blessed by all of you that showed up. And I would love for more of you to show up and just get that fellowship you know i broke in the breakout rooms all that it was totally cool um so if you're new to the show go over to biblenewsradio.com and sign up on my email list send me a message through my website if you don't know me personally already and i'll get you on the email list and that and last but not least i i should say this too if you like what we do consider becoming a pillar of the community you know um that's just somebody who donates something to us once a month uh, it goes directly to Heart Tug International, which is my nonprofit. You will get a tax break because of it, uh, which is something brand new. <laughs> we finally did it after 16 years. Um, and, and that money just goes to help pay, you know, our expenses. And, you know, we have those like everybody does. And a laborer is worthy, right? So um, just consider going to BibleNewsRadio.com and giving through there. And tomorrow night, Lord willing, we will be back with another episode of the show. So I hope you have a good night and um, pray for the president, pray for Joe Biden, pray for this whole election, pray for America. Um, and, uh, and let's see what God does. All right. All right. Be bold people stand up and go with God because he loves you.